Shalom Aleichem, everyone, as we prepare for Shabbos, Parshas, Shaiftim. Before I begin, I'd like to mention that next week, Be'ezus Hashem, I will be giving this year at 1.15 instead of 2.15 because I hope to be in the air at 2.15. So again, next week, Emir Hashem at 1.15. As far as this week's parasha, Parsha Shaiftim, it deals uh, in the beginning with things related to Bezdin, to Dayanim. The idea of listening to the Pesach of the Bezdin. In the Dera Sicha, here, he brings a beautiful pshat that's Negea to a Gemara that the Dafyani just passed. So, let me share it with you. The aside is a well-known aside. The idea is that when Bezdin Paskins, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave over the Kayach of Pesach Bezdin, to the Bezdin down here. And wherever the Psak is down here, HaKadosh Baruch Hu follows that Psak. And that's a known idea from the Gemara of Metziah. Here, in their Asicha, they bring the Kasha that the stipler, rather that Rebchan Knievsky, asked his father, the stipler. And that relates to a Gemara. The Gemara Baruch Hashanah Chesam at Bez brings a story of Chassid Echad Shechnitasa Yishtai. An unnamed Chassid, whose wife berated him, and he had to run away from her, and he ended up sleeping in the Beis Forest. Uh, presumably that was the only place she would not follow him. And when he stopped in the Beis Forest, he heard spirits talking about what was going on in the Bezin Shomayla, and it was revealed to him that in Bezin Shomayla they ruled that in the coming year, the crops that were planted on time would be destroyed, and only those planted late would survive. As a result, he went, planted late, and was successful. The second year, a similar story happened, and again, he was successful in the planting of his crops. This is the Gemara Brachas Tav Yudches. Taisus and Rosh Hashanah, Tav Tezayin Amad Aleph, brings that that incident took place on Rosh Hashanah. That's why the Nishamais that I mentioned in the Gemara were going up to hear in Shemayim what was taking place at the Kisei HaKavit. And Taisus asks for Kashin. Taisus asks that the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah says that the Pesach nidoinim alatua, that as a Chagat Pesach, that a Kaddish Baruch who judges the world as to how much wheat will grow the coming year. And if so, that incident which took place on Rosh Hashanah should not have been the time of a Psach regarding Tfua, Gemara Kashin. Taisus answers in one parrot that 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 individual whose wife had berated him held like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda Shita is that that judges everything on Rosh Hashanah. And therefore, when he went there, he was heard the Psak in Shemayim on Rosh Hashanah for when he went to Stasis, asked his father, Ibad Lachayim, the stipler, that if so, if in fact in Shemayim they were paskening Tfua on that day, on Rosh Hashanah, so that should finalize the Machlaikist. The Chachanim hold that the Chagni day the Malay Tfua. Rebuna holds on Rosh Hashanah the din of Tfua takes place. From this story, we see that in Shemayim they follow Rebuna. So, that, that incident should be a psaac like Rabbi Yehuda. The stipler told him an incredible 
Tosfos is that that Chassid himself was Rabbi Yehuda. That was Rabbi Yehuda, and that in Shemayim, they followed the Psak of each person, meaning each Adam Gadol, for him. For that, for the rest of the world, the Psak was not until Pesach. But for Rabbi Yehuda Dafka, the Psak on was heard by him on Rosh Hashanah, because in Shemayim, they paskin like we paskin down here to the extent that for Rabbi Yehuda, they paskin like Rabbi Yehuda. And for the Chachamim, they paskin like Chachamim. And the Bezim Shemayla actually split its sack for Rabbi Yehuda like him, and for the Chachamim, and all those that paskin like the Chachamim, like them. He brings a similar story. Uh, the story is brought in the biography of Rechaim Velazhenir, that there was a man who had a lung disease, Rabbi Chaim Elazhna told him not to move out of his city. Why not? They told him because your city follows the psak of the Shagas Aryeh. The Shagas Aryeh holds that this lung disease is not a traces. However, everyone else proscons that it is. As long as you stay in the city where the psak is that it's not a traces, you will live. But if you move elsewhere, then in Shemayim they'll follow the psak that it is a traces, and then you will not and be able to live. Incredible idea that in Shemayim follows the Psak down here. In the Agadosh Pesach, in Kel B'nai, we sing a song that attributes 22 titles to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Adiru, Baruch Hu, Gadol Hu, Dagol Hu. In the order of the Aleph Beis, we attribute titles to Hashem, and every one of those titles comes from a Pasuk in Tanakh. Except letter Lamed. By Lamed we say Lomodhu, God is learned. Some cipher in his Drashis writes that it's an improper title. He calls it Mechare for Megades. What do you mean God learns? That implies a lack of knowledge for God before he learned? Now some cipher says not to say Lomodhu in the Haggadah of some cipher this is brought. He says perhaps we should say Loichemhu. The Pazik says Hashem Ishmuchama. And therefore, the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a Leichem, one who does battle, would fit better than Lomot Hu. I saw one of the Agadis at Teretz, they answered the Chamsefis complaint, that Lomot Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is learned, implies HaKadosh Baruch Hu learned, and that that implies a lack of idea originally, which is inappropriate. And his Teretz was, based on the part we're saying now, that in Shemayim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu follows the Psak down here. So that if down here, Rabbi Yehuda Paskin, that the Tzul was, was Paskin on Rosh Hashanah, even though in Shemayim there was never such a Havamina, in Shemayim, the Chag Nidayim Alatzua. But Lomuru means HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in his Andasanusa, in his humility, follows the Psak from down here, Lomuru, as if he's learning from the Psak down here. This is one thought a series of stories or veritlach on this thought of HaKadosh Baruch following the Psak of the Bezna Shomata. Let's move on. When you go out to do battle, now one minute, this is not Parshish Kiseitze, next week is Parshish Kiseitze. But actually, the demon, the laws of, start, of doing battle begin in the beginning of Parakhah for Parshish Shaiftim. And here we have the Pasuk, when you go out to do battle against your enemies. Now it's true that Parshish Kiseite begins that way as well, but
the, here, Kisei Tzela Milchama talks about Lachemis Mitzvah, and the second parsha of Milchama, Kisei Tzela Milchama, in Parshas Kisei refers, as Rashi says, the Lachemis Rishos Hakos of the Daber. So there are two descriptions of battle, the laws of battle, the Kisei Tzela in this week's parsha, Lachemis Mitzvah, and the Kisei Tzela next week's parsha, Kisei Tzela Lachemis Rishos. The Sefer Nesita Shalom has a beautiful arichas, both here and there, about this general concept of going out to do battle. And the idea that when the Torah gives instructions for doing battle, they are actually hidden instructions for doing battles with the Yetzirah. The daily battle that a person has with his Yetzirah to do things properly and to avoid doing things improperly. The Mochemes Mitzvah is the Mochama of Taiv and Ra, good and evil. To do an Aveira or not to do an Aveira. To do a mitzvah or to miss a mitzvah. The second type of battle, Kisei Tzela Melchama, is the Melchama of Kodesh V'chayel. The Melchama is Rishos HaKasim Adabar. The things that a person is allowed to do, but he could do in a higher way, in a way of greater Kedusha, that too is a battle. The lesson of the expression Kisei Tzela Melchama in these parashiyas as opposed to an expression of which we find elsewhere, is that there's a lesson here in doing battle. When one does battle, he should try to take the battle to the enemy. means you go out to do battle. Don't let the enemy come to you to do battle. You go out to him. If you go to the enemy to do battle, you lose a battle, so you can always fall back to your original position. Whereas if the enemy comes to us and Khalila a battle is lost, then all is lost. So the instructions in fighting is to go out to do battle. The same thing is true in doing battle against the Yitzhahara. We have to put up fortifications to protect where we are. If a battle is with the fundamentals of Yiddishkeit, then forbid when we lose, we're lost. It's very difficult. We need to be able to do battle in areas that we go out to the Yetzirah, which means to say, to take on Gedorim, Siyogin, to do things in a way that leaves room for error. If a person gets to davening for Baruch Hu, and he fights his Yetzirah and loses, he won't be a minion at all. A person who strives to have his tzilin on before Baruchis, such a person will also struggle. The Yetzirah will try to convince him not to make it to Shul before Baruchis. If he strives to be from the Asara, we shine him in Shul. And it's a good goal to be from the ten first people at Minyan. Then, if he loses that battle, he will still be davening, a great davening, a Gishmaka davening. He'll be there for the whole davening. Don't do battle over fundamentals. Put Gedorim, put Siyogim, put things in your way that will allow you to have leeway. It's like doing battle when there's a no-man's land. Cross the no-man's land to do battle. And worse comes to worse, you fall back. Don't let the battle be over the fundamentals. If someone sees a Yetzirah over fundamentals, first thing he's got to do is put up a fence. He's got to battle in a way which would bring them to a higher level. Take the battle there. Take the battle to your enemy. We're told that when it, before they go to battle, we're told in the parsha that the Kohen Gadol would announce that certain people were exempt from the draft, exempt from going to do battle. One was exempt 
for reasons of having just been married, purchased a house, or planted a vineyard, or somebody who is fearful of going to do battle, years ago I heard a beautiful story which illustrates what the battle looked like in the time of the Shaftim. It was during the time of the Haskalah, and in one of the yeshivas in Europe, the Maskilim put on a Purim spiel. And people came to complain to Rabbi Baruch Be'er, to Rabbi Baruch Be'er, the Rosh Hashiva of Kamenetz, that the Maskilim had put on a Purim spiel that went as follows. On stage, Mashiach had come, and Jews were going to the battlefield to do battle with Gaigu Magag, the final battle in the era of Mashiach. And as Gaigum Wagaig is coming to attack, the Kran gets up and he says, If you built a house, go home. Some people go home. If you just married or planted a vineyard, go home. Others go home. If you're afraid, if you're fearful for an Aver in your hand, go home. And on stage, all the Jews went home. What remained were two Jews, actors. One was playing the part of the Chafetz Chaim, and one Reb Chaim Eiser, the two Gedele Hadar. And as Goy Gumogig is attacking it from the distance, the Chavetz Chaim turns to Chaim Eiser and he says, here's a bow and arrow. You're the God Ladar. You shoot first. And Chaim Eiser says, Chas You're a Kayan. You shoot first. And as Goy Gumogig is coming closer and closer, the Chavetz Chaim and Chaim Eiser, those posing as them, are fighting over who should have the kibbut for the Ershteshus, for the first shooting of the arrow. And with that, the curtain went down. And they complained that the Maskilim were making fun of an Eitayra of Tamei Dechachamim. And Rabbi Bear responded, Chayzik Machenzei, they're making fun? Azoi vet takazayim. Indeed, that's the way it will be. That's the way Yitzmochamu will look in the time of Mashiach. A battle of Hayorei Varach Haleva, Hayorei Menatei Roshaviyatei, who can imagine such a thing. Don't speak thoughts on the parasha. One on the idea of HaKadosh Baruch following the Pesach of Ben Shomata, one on going out to do battle, and one, Rabbi best thought on what the battle would look like. I'd like to end with the Kasha. This is Parashat, Perkyut Ches, Pasach Ches. We have the idea of Chelek Kechelek, Kechelek Kechelek that the Kayanim get a Chelek, a portion of the Karbonis that are brought. Now, as you all know, when it came to Eretz Yisrael, and the family of the Kayanim multiplied, Hakonis were made first in the time of Shmuel, and then in the time of David, to set up a Mishmar, a 24-week cycle, in which different families of the Kuna, each one would come and get its chaylet. The idea of the Mishmar seems obvious enough, simple enough. Every Kayan is entitled to come at any given day. And they made a deal. I give up my right for 23 weeks, and on my week, the 23 families give their right to me. It seems to be a simple type of DNA moment. However, here in the Pasuk, Chelek Yechelek Yechelek, each family gets its Chelek, Levad mi of Allah Avais, besides that which is sold in previous generations. And Rashi says, Levad mi of Allah Avais, this idea of except what was sold, is a Pasik which refers to Yemei David Vishmuel. Shenikfu HaMishmar Eisamach Lezelazeh. The idea that the Mishmar could sell one to the other. I find this confusing. Why do I need a Pasik Ikzeris HaKasaf? What is a basic Dine Ma? 
Shmuel and David are going to do much later in the future. The Dover is there, So much for this week's parasha for this afternoon. I wish everyone a wonderful Shabbos. I hope the month of Elul has taken hold. I always picture when we lane about Yaina coming 40 days before the destruction of Ninveh and saying, in 40 days, Ninveh will be destroyed. And had a, a prophet, a Navi, a no Navi, come to New York City and said, in 40 days, the city will be destroyed. We would have said to him, in typical New York fashion, 40 days? What are you coming now? Go home, come back 10 days before, 5 days before, we'll take care of it. Well, it's within 40 days of Yenakipurim, and each of us should be wise enough to take seriously the time that we're in, a time of great opportunity, and to make something of it, to do something different. A good Shabbos and a meaningful L to all.